rolling. All right. Welcome back to the Two Dudes Talking Motorcycle podcast. My name is Mitch. And I'm Gleb. And you can follow me at on Instagram at GlebLapHam. Uh, and I'm, uh, I am Meech to the Beach on Instagram. Uh, also on Instagram, we have the Two Dudes Talking Motorcycle podcast, which is at TDT Motorcycles. And um, you're... Oh, oh, oh no, you go, go for it. <laughs> and you're always welcome to email us at tdtmotorcycles at gmail.com. We always love hearing your comments and your feedback and suggestions for future topics. But mainly we just love hearing about your rides and motorcycles. And yeah. we're more than happy to talk motorcycles with you. Yeah, we and love it. <laughs> you know what else is great uh, about riding a motorcycle? Hmm. The different kinds of gear you can get. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And the reason I'm saying that is because we are now RevZilla affiliates. So yeah, any of your purchases you make, it doesn't cost anything extra. But if you want to support us through your normal purchases, uh, if you use our link um, in our descriptions on our sites, then that will be a huge help to us. And we would really appreciate it if you consider it. Yeah. So if you're already shopping for gear, help us out. Yeah. And, uh, you know, help us help <laughs> us make this even a better podcast, you know, throw some money our way. <laughs> We don't mind. We don't mind at all. But whether it's an email or if you do purchase through our link, we just appreciate the support. We really really do. So thank you so much for listening and tuning in. And today we're going to be talking about group rides versus solo rides. Yeah. So we've done our fair share of both, Mm -hmm. both big and small group rides. But before we jump into our main topic, we just have a little bit of news that Mitch found within five seconds before starting this because <laughs> to be we fair, are unprepared this week. We are not. To be fair, I found this this morning and then I just got busy. So, <laughs> but, okay, fine. Um, but no, Did better uh, than me. <laughs> yeah. But this year, September twenty eighth, uh, BMW will be announcing, or I guess unveil- unveiling their uh, the twenty twenty four R thirteen hundred GS. Um, I don't know too much about the BMW bikes, like off the top of my head, but um, this is more of their street-oriented GS. Is that right? Um, or is it even a GS? Because yeah, it is a GS model. Yes yeah. and no. So the GS comes in a couple of variants. Mm-hmm. There's the. Uh, um, I don't. I don't remember exactly what their names are, but there is the road-going variant with the uh, cast wheels, mm-hmm. uh, 19 in the front, 20 or 17 or oh, 18 yeah. in the back, and then they usually have an off-road variant. And I think a lot of times it's called like. Um, I can't. Rem- oh, so this one is still technically an adventure bike, then. Yeah. 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 Okay. Because it has all the, the GSs the are going to be adventure bikes. Oh, okay. Uh, it's just not all of them. Um, one of their trims comes with cast wheels. The other one comes with I see. spoked wheels, and that's like the more enduro, like off-road oriented one. And then they also have the GS Adventure trims, which come with the extended fuel tank and a few more extra features. Yeah. But um, the GS last was updated in two thousand. 19 i believe or 2018 so we're about there we're about there in the five-year mark touch up Uh, yeah and Um, i was just gonna throw like so the september 28th is a substantial date for bmw because that was this will be this year will be the 100th anniversary that they unveiled their first motorcycle the model r32 i think it was yeah the r the r32 and that was about what a hundred years ago now. Yeah, now this will be their bump the mic. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, this will be the hundred year anniversary of their first motorcycle uh, is, being released. So, which is pretty crazy um, that like BMW is a pretty like a really old company. And yeah, they've been building you know cars for probably just as long, and you know they built uh, some other things for for the not so favorable people for not so favorable people before, <laughs> but. Um, so did a lot of Japanese manufacturers. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, so. and probably a lot of American manufacturers too. 
Mitsubishi. And, uh, probably all, <laughs> yeah. probably, probably all manufacturers have some some kind of dark side in this story. But yeah. anyways, um, but no, but this bike with the updates, um, it, it's they're they're uh, what's the word? They're um, they're anticipating that they're it's going to make some changes to be, compete more with the like the new Harley Davidson. Um, I'm sure like that they've considered some of those features in the Tiger 1200 and probably the Multistrada and the Multistrada. Well. The Multistrada is probably like there's a lot of <laughs> so features to go after there. Yeah, there's um, not a lot of information though. There's really not a ton in it, but um, but they are currently looking to or they're guessing that it's going to have more like suspension control. Um, there's going to be like a, a more height seat height adjustments. Um, something that you can like make just you don't just stop and fix the bike you can just yeah. adjust it from there um so yeah so that's just going to be some of the bit like the things that they're mostly anticipating okay from from those so if you're in the market to spend like a lot of money and you have you know a dentist's income <laughs> <laughs> you know this could be this could be the year for a, for a bmw for you <laughs> and the gs is a pretty oh. Sorry, yes. and I, I I forgot, and I just came past it on here too. So with this model two, this is actually pretty big. So the new boxer engine for this bike, it's actually going to be fully liquid cooled. Yes, I have the I have first heard about time. That. Yeah. <laughs> so before that, they have all been kind of a mix between air and liquid cooled, and this time I think they're yeah, fully closing fully it up. Li- yeah, which so. is kind of a big deal. And also, I remember uh, I don't know if I didn't read this article, but I remember reading a previous article that. It's going to come in like a few more variants than the current mm-hmm. models. So kind of expect maybe something more high performance, off-road oriented and something kind of like touring oriented, I'm assuming, yeah. if that's what they go with. Um, but this is my own personal prediction. And this is just going based off uh, some of the current adventure bikes on the market. Uh, I wanted to bet that they might add something like the... Uh, right height adjustable suspension so when you like stop the bike it kind of lowers itself so it's easier to put your feet down on the ground because the harley does it the the ducati does it i don't think the triumph does it i can't remember if it does that automatically or not i know it has electronic suspension but i don't know if it lowers itself when it comes to a stop but yeah i don't i don't know i i I don't think so. I don't think i I don't want to say yes or no without knowing so (laughs) but i know the ducati i know the uh, the harley davidson does it um i think one of the other big things that bmw might improve on is the service intervals because mm-hmm. i don't think they're super long on the gs uh i think they might be about the same as my tiger maybe a little bit longer yeah but if they can match like ducati's thirty thousand mile valve checks yeah or do something like harley davidson does where they have like hydraulic valves or something that don't need adjustment at all right in the lifetime of the bike so that'd be well, pretty impressive especially for a touring bike yeah and that's just, i mean man, i feel like you're just like with the GS is I feel like at this point you're, you're just like picking up specks of lint off of it because it's just like, cause of what we it's, rode, we rode the, one of the GS is like what in 2020. Yeah. 2020. Yeah, so it's been a while, but I mean, dude, riding that thing, it was like, that was it's, nice. That was <laughs> a very, very good bike. If you've never, and it's a super expensive bike. And it's for ridiculous. those of you listening, like <laughs> it's not the most accessible bike, but if you have a chance to ride one, just, just as a demo, do it because it's it will experience. forever change yeah, it's an how you feel about certain motorcycles because despite it being like this big lumbering hulk of a bike it is surprisingly nimble even at slower speeds mm-hmm. uh, once you get it going that weight disappears immediately and um just the whole thing the, the sheer mass of it and how comfortable it is and how 
how it has so many features that function like super well. Yeah. It's it's a pretty well-built machine. Well, like the only bikes I had ridden before then had been a Rebel 300 and a Rebel 500. And I got on that bike, so I was for sure, was like, oh, this is huge, this is scary, it's heavy. Yeah. And you just get going, man. Yep. And how comfortable was that seat? I know, yeah, oh, that was nice. That was probably the best seat I've and ever heated, sat on a motorcycle. Heated seat, heated, heated seat, yeah. heated oh, grips. That was so cool. <laughs> and I really like BMW's TFT, and I think mm. they have one of the best layouts. I'll probably put them like BMW and then Ducati on the layout, because you know how I feel about the Triumph ones. On the sc- oh, their screen. Yeah. yeah, or at least on my bike, because the 1200 has a different one. Yeah. Um, but, so hopefully they keep the TFT going. If they were awesome, they would put Apple CarPlay on it. Wireless <laughs> right. Apple CarPlay. All it's manufacturers. Already, if yeah. you have a giant TFT on your bike, manufacturers should just automatically have Android Auto and Apple CarPlay. Well, if you're going to be there. charging that much, too. Yeah. So. It no. just, to me, it just makes sense. Yeah. To me, it just makes sense. Let the people that already know how to make software make the software for you. Yeah. And so then have the, yours yeah. on the side. So there's going to be some quality of life changes from this model, to, from the previous models to Seems this like one. It. And again, it's, it's probably more just to like offer some features to that are comparable to the competition yeah you know and but it's a pretty tight market it's yeah it is big. i mean it's definitely outside our our market our prices so yeah. that's you know. especially when you got like uh even the harley davidson entering the market yeah uh pan a couple of years ago with a pan america which from what i've heard is a pretty good bike to ride and it does look yeah. it does look very comfortable and stuff i'm not the f- biggest fan of the looks of it a little too square for I think me, but looks a long time ago we, so. we we talked about that, and I said like, man, that bike looks like the vacuum from like the little toaster adventure movie. <laughs> I just can't get over the front of it. But. Yeah, it's just so square. But from what I've heard, like it rides very well. Yeah, it's a pretty good bike to ride. So I hear I'll, it's a nice engine too. Yeah. with those like self it does sound good. And the the, yeah. the self adjusting valves and everything. Yeah, and, yeah. It's still a V twin, so they're kind mm-hmm. of still keeping up with that Harley heritage. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so that's kind of our news update for yeah. what's coming out. So we're really we're both looking forward to seeing uh, BMW unveil the next iteration of their GS because uh, it's a, a worldwide well-known bike, mm-hmm. and these bikes take people literally around the world. It's accomplished, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, it has a strong pedigree, and it's and it's kind of crazy how their boxer engine has kind of kept a very similar formula mm-hmm. for basically a hundred years now oh yeah it just it just added new iterations of like new tech and things like that into it but overall it's still like the same boxer mm-hmm. engine well that's with it's, a shaft it was a drive. pretty cool like bit of history too like you know like it's like um bmw started producing that boxer engine and then like uh you know world war ii and all like the bad relationships happened there so russia actually stole that that design and made their own boxer engine which the ural uses yep so that's um no so i mean that that engine format has been around for a long time it's it's well tested and shaft driven shaft driven which is very nice (laughs) yeah i hear it's nice until you actually have to like deal with something with the shaft yeah but. if it's something happens to it, but <laughs> you don't have to do chain like maintenance on it like you do yeah. with chain, which is also nice uh but anyways so anyway, yeah that's but, our news a little uh, light on the news this, this a little episode, light but, but it's yeah. no problem oh wait no there's the uh i guess we don't have any information about it but i guess it's just worth mentioning is the triumph engine for their right dirt bike right triumph did uh if you watch a couple of episodes or our last episode the history of motocross we talked about how Triumph is slowly unveiling a motocross bike. So this week they announced the engine for it. But to be honest, it was kind of a lame announcement because it just showed some very vague pictures and shots yeah. of the engine. But no specs were covered, nothing like that. So I was like, mm. 
it, it, it was a hype. It was a hype piece, definitely a hype so, piece. But we'll we'll keep you updated as as soon as information's. We'll we'll yeah. uh, relay more information as we learn it. So. Yep, exactly. <laughs> but let's jump into our main topic, which once again is group rides versus solo rides. Yeah, and um, you want to start us off? Um, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I think before you go, like we talk about pros and cons of anything like solo versus a group is like the number one thing that I personally haven't experienced, but I know people who have is if you're going to get into a group ride, like make sure it's a good group. One yes. That's, that's probably the biggest piece of advice. You know, like, uh, if you're uh, more safety conscious and you want to, you know, not be a hooligan, you know, yeah. Like, yeah, make sure you find people who have your riding style in terms of like how fast they go, what kind of behaviors they have on the road, um, that they also know how to ride in a group. Yeah. And if you don't know, I mean, that's why we're here. That's so, what we're going to talk. About. Um, so I would say first and foremost, that's the biggest thing is like, you know, kind of vet your groups a little bit. Yeah. Um, find I mean, a good group, find a group that, uh, is what sort of matches or at least, uh, can match your riding ability and doesn't mm-hmm. push you to do something unsafe or unwilling and even if you're in the group still ride your own ride like yeah. you're responsible for your own safety you're responsible for your motorcycle and yourself and if someone's doing something crazy or you know breaking a few laws or carving the corners and mm-hmm. things like that don't feel like you have to do the same thing and yeah. if the group pushes you to do the same thing it's not the right group yeah yeah. So, you know, yeah, that, that, that's like where I would first preface that as the first thing. But I mean, I started riding solo around my neighborhood. Uh, the first I've mentioned it in previous episodes, like the first like group ride I did, it was just with some random strangers. I met at a coffee shop uh, and they offered to have a little ride. And we went up Little Cottonwood Canyon and I was nervous, but they were they were great. They went they went my pace. Um, I was at times I was either in the middle of the group or I was in the front of the group. So like the new inexperienced riders, yeah. um, that's kind of like a good place to have them. Cause if they're at the back and you guys, you know, if you're a little more experienced or, you know, at, you're more comfortable with it, I guess like you might be going faster, even though you don't think it's fast, it could be faster for a new rider. Yeah. Um, that's true. you know, and so it's, um, yeah, so it's just important, important that, um, for your spacing as a new rider, but I do think some solo riding is helpful. Um, to at least know how to properly ride the motorcycle and yeah. handle and, and stuff and understand like you know riding formation and yeah um and and all that stuff and uh i guess we can get into that too um but yeah that's just been my my take on it you know? yeah. so um you can also make some awesome friends in groups oh 100 <laughs> percent. i've made so many good friends because i had a boat because i have a motorcycle that's how that's the whole yeah. reason we're doing this podcast is because we both started hanging out because we had motorcycles. Yeah. Uh, and you introduced me to more people and stuff because, uh, you, know, you, know, you know, more people in Salt Lake yeah. than I do a little further north. And, uh, and yeah, both of us have been on plenty of group rides mm-hmm. and it's definitely a different experience. And depending on the size of the group, it can vary of how calm or how, you know, a little white knuckly the experience can be. Yeah. But I think my first group ride was, um, it was with you and it was, uh, okay. I want to say it was, I know that. I'm trying to remember when it was, but I think it was sometime, I think it was when I got my tiger. So it was a while before, like, did you not come when you had your Honda? I don't think I ever came, showed up for any of the rides when I had my Honda. Oh. Cause I hated riding it to work cause it was such a bitch to oh, be yeah. on the freeway with. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it was until I got my tiger that I came on like a full full yeah. on group ride if I, I i don't 
I can't remember for sure though, but I think th- I think it was not until I got my tiger. Yeah. So it was like two years before I even rode like a full, <laughs> like a decent sized group, other than just like me and you taking rides. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> um. And that actually that that brings up a good point is like one one nice thing with with a good group that you can get is um you know more experienced riders they can also like kind of correct you on bad oh, habits yeah. that you've yeah. developed. Um. You know, especially if you're new or or even if you're not new, you'd be like. You, know, you can be, hey, you're. Do- I noticed this, or you, you know, going from there. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so th- you can guys can, can feed off of each other. Um, again, you make great friends. <laughs> so. Make very good friends. <laughs> um, but yeah, in terms of like writing, though, like when I say it's important to kind of understand some formation, and um, you know, it's good to have a until you're pretty close with the people that you know. If you've ridden a few times, you've developed those group behaviors. Yeah. Um, to go over like, yeah, riding formation, ride staggered. Don't be like directly behind somebody. Yeah. Um, don't be right next to someone either. Yeah, because and the reason you don't want to be next to somebody is you know if if they have an obstacle coming up on the road and you're next to them, you're blocking off their ability to avoid that obstacle. And same same with you. Yeah. Um. So it's good to ride staggered and give your give everybody like a good uh cushion. Yeah, a good um, bit of space. Yeah, you know, and one thing I struggle with still, and I like whenever I lead a group, I, I I'm never conscious of stoplights. I mean, I, I stop and <laughs> pay attention to stoplights, but then I always make the mistake of like, I'll go past like that's like a stale green, yeah, without realizing it's like, oh, that that's probably going to change soon, and the group gets split up. Yeah, yeah. So and sometimes groups split up, and it happens, that's okay. and that's okay. You just either pull over and wait for them, or. Mm-hmm. If they know the route, then you just catch up. Yeah. And I think that's the other big thing is generally when we go on a group ride, uh, we have kind of a route in place Mm -hmm. or at least like a final destination. So we know like, hey, we're riding from point A to point B. And if someone splits up, they kind of know like, okay, well, I'll just keep heading towards point B and eventually I'll catch up with them. But we try to kind of just coordinate which which route we take Mm -hmm. just so just to avoid people like splitting up or make sure that they're able to catch up if we, if we get separated by a little yeah. bit of distance. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just like going to be uh, some of the things you just want to go over to. Um, yeah. I remember one time we had, I think it was, yeah, it was before you started showing up or, or may, were you ever there for like the really hectic day we had for a, a group ride? Like randomly like 20 people showed no, up. No, I did not. We were, we were not ready for this massive group and like, you know, we're trying to make a uh, turn on State Street, a really busy street here in Salt Lake. And we're trying to make a left turn so we can go on our ride. Um, but, like, the group was so big, and we actually had people just, like, we didn't talk about this. We didn't establish this is what we're going to do. But we had people, like, ride out of the group and block traffic so the group could stay together. Oh. And we're just like, uh, let's... That's a good way to make drivers hate you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're just like, okay, that's... And I feel like it's one of those things where motorcycles already kind of get a bit of a rap, yeah. you know, for being reckless or annoying or whatever. And I'm like, let's not try to like add to that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just dangerous too. It I is mean. dangerous. Yeah. Um, so it's, but anyway, like it was just like one of those weird one off things. I mean, it was still a good ride, but we, always, yeah. uh, <laughs> we, all of us were just like, where did all these people come from? <laughs> How did they find us? <laughs> you know? Um, and then some of them were like, they, they did, they did end up splitting off because we weren't going their speed. Yeah. Um, they were going, they wanted to go fast, which is, you know, that's fine. You do you yep, ride your own okay. ride, you know? Um, I'm not the fastest rider out there. No, I just, I don't really want to be. So no, I just take my time. Maybe if I had a, you know, a very street sport oriented bike, yeah, probably go a little bit faster than what I do on my tiger, but that's a different yeah. story. Um, 
But what do you? Th- that's just my putting in my two cents of like uh, off top of my head. What do you think? Um, like, group group versus solo. Oh no, I do love group rides. I love the fact that uh, I made so many great friends, so many connections from group rides. And one of my favorite things is when uh, somebody in our little group brings in someone new that mm-hmm. they've met through like just last week when uh, or a couple of weeks ago when we did oh uh, yeah short ride on a friday just with one of the canyons and back uh our good friend dave he invited a guy that he sold his bike to mm-hmm. to come join the group and yeah we all just had a great time had some beers afterwards and yeah it was uh it was great and that's that's probably one of my favorite aspects of group rides is like uh it's basically just the the, the friends you make along the way yeah <laughs> and uh don't don't yeah. drink and ride either. Don't but. drink and ride. No, we we did. Yeah, I did say we had a beer. Yeah, but, but we. It's it, it was, was after the ride. It was after the ride, and not only was it after the ride, but we were there none of us a, were yeah drunk or buzzed or tipsy or anything like we that. Like what one beer or something like that. One or two one beers. Or two. Yeah, we were there for a while. We were there for like a couple yeah. hours top. So uh, if you're planning on drinking after a ride, even if it's something as light as a beer, uh, just make sure that you're well aware of your intoxication your, level yeah and keep it uh you know and make sure you wait it out give well, it plenty of time to kind of like and the law is the same you know yeah <clears throat> alcohol in your system it's, it's just not a good idea no um, and especially on a motorcycle because it slows down your reaction time it makes you less aware of what's going on around you so yep cause so. a lot more accidents so please be very careful when you're if yeah. you're planning on having a drink while while on the ride Un- unrelated to the group ride stuff like yeah I, I rode my bike to a friend's house he was having a little get together um yeah and i got a little i had a little too many that yeah. night and i was just like and like, i just he just let me crash on his couch and then in the morning i rode home yep so that's just, the better way to do it yeah it's it's safer for you and everyone else you don't want to you don't want to <laughs> ruin someone else's life or your own bike yeah you know, i crash your bike and hurting yourself yeah i guess that could be a good segue into like group etiquette like besides riding oh yeah positions yeah um show up with a full tank of gas like it's show up with a full tank of things gas happen if, you know like I, yeah. i've been guilty of it and it's like oh i gotta grab gas yeah um, you know and, if you forget but typically it's just a good it's good group manners yeah. you show up with a full tank of gas so people don't have to like wait for you and i think um, it depends also on the type of group right if it's something you had planned weeks in advance like yeah. okay we're gonna ride we're just gonna, this is gonna be a long ride this can be like a few hours from point a to like a whole different town point b like kind of be prepared and yeah. You know, if you show up before the group, take that time to, you know, prep your gear, get some gas so people aren't waiting for you afterwards. Yeah. Uh, but if it's like a quick little jaunt, like just an after work thing, it's like, oh, anyone's free? Want to go on a quick ride? I think you're probably oh, yeah. okay no, if you don't have gas yeah. then. Yeah. But so. it just kind of depends on the length <laughs> and the amount of planning for the ride. Like if you knew it's coming up well in advance, then yeah. I personally always like to make sure I get gas yeah um uh, when i can yeah at least when i plan rides like I, I i try to keep like the kickstand up time like pretty um pretty lenient just like yeah, traffic or whichever just yeah give people like maybe 10 minutes yeah past. And most of the time yeah. we're not in the hurry we're just there we're to have a good time and hang out with friends and yeah it's so. not like a <laughs> it's not like an official sanctioned ride or anything like that we're just like hey this one we're planning on leaving if anybody wants to come uh Feel free to do so, but we're going to be leaving around that time. And our group's usually pretty good about yeah. letting us know. Honestly, like, we're pretty like Our group's amazing. Yeah. So, uh, everyone's pretty biased. good at letting each other know if uh, someone's running behind or it's like, oh, I can't make it to start time, but maybe I can meet up with you guys at like a certain point of the ride. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah, so, like, 
yeah, I said, I, we're pretty biased, but yeah, you find that good group of people that you're with and stick with them. Yeah. <laughs> stick with them. So, yeah. um, yeah, even like, we'll even like have events, you know, like when we're not, this is outside of motorcycles. We'll sell events. Yeah, or like whatever. in the winter. Yeah. I mean, our riding season gets cut off at one point here in Utah. And uh, yep. <laughs> we'll try to get t- get together and just, you know, go grab food or something or just hang out and just catch up because they're all they're all really good people. Yep. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, that's that's one. Of my, that's my favorite thing about group rides. But also it, it is fun to kind of like see all these different kinds of bikes that mm-hmm. show up and have your friends riding them and stuff. Not only can you like kind of watch them ride they can watch you stop you take photos yeah hang out chat have good company it's 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 literally a group experience and yeah it, it's awesome yeah and i do like i don't mind riding in the group there's definitely a lot of times where i do feel like i like riding solo maybe a little bit more because i like to stop and take lots of pictures you know fly my drone yeah and i always feel a little bit weird doing that in the group because i don't even though everyone usually says like oh yeah yeah take your time it's fine you're good you're good i'm still like conscious about it i'm just like okay i don't want to i still don't want to make them wait too long and stuff um versus when i'm by myself and i'm like oh i'm gonna stop on this hill here and take some pictures of my bike yeah and if i'm by myself i can just take as long as i want because my time is mine and no one else's and um and you know sometimes if i want to explore a specific place or you know ride to a specific route and either no one's available or plans are just showing up together i'm gonna go by myself because you know i yeah. still i still want to ride my bike and not uh not just have it sit around because no one wants to come on the ride with me right yeah no it's um oh i had something with that and i just left my brain <laughs> <laughs> but no it was um um i think there's definitely like a a little benefit to to both and some people prefer one or the other yeah um, no it's yeah, I mean, I, no, that's what it was. Like, yeah, no, I agree. There's days like where yeah, I'd rather like ride alone, or yeah, you know, just just me and the bike. <laughs> yeah, or you just decide to go on a whim, and you're like, yeah, oh, I'm kind of bored today, and I'm, it's been the minute since I've ridden my bike, and, and it's finally not the weather is good, yeah. so I'm gonna go on the ride somewhere, and you know, you're not gonna. I mean, sometimes you can, but a lot of times it's you know, you just don't feel like trying to gather a bunch of people together or yeah, something like that. Yeah, no, it's um yeah no exactly that but like um, you know with those like solo ride though you know if you're if you are just gonna oh i'm gonna go on a ride and disappear somewhere like um mm-hmm. even if you're not riding with your group you can tell them like hey this is where i'm gonna be riding today yeah because you know riding solo something happens you know yeah um and i think uh safety is i mean we always pro safety here very yeah. much so and if you are riding solo it's definitely something you have to be more considerate or just let somebody know where you're yeah, going yeah let somebody so. know where we're going uh we all have phones nowadays uh for personally uh what i do is me and my parents we have our locations all shared on our oh, your family plan <laughs> on our on our phones like just through google maps and stuff so if i'm going on a ride uh, and if i don't check in for a while or something happens to me my dad can see like at least my last location or where i was yeah things like that if you're planning on going on a longer adventure or somewhere where you have no soul service they do sell like those garmin inreach or the spot locators and pretty much any like uh world traveler like any motorcyclist traveling around the world any uh like backpacker hiker and stuff you will you most likely have seen the little orange oh yeah orange thing on like hanging on their pack somewhere yeah and i think those things are important because you know if 
if you have an accident, if something happens, if you break a leg or your bike breaks down and you have no cell service, it can be a depends on where you are. It can be a long time before yeah you reach cell service or someone finds you. So I think it's important to really take those precautions and keep those things uh keep those things on you or at least like make sure you're make sure somebody knows where you are and what time you're yeah. planning on being back so they can check in on you. Yeah, no, and um like when we do like our bear or when we do our bear lake rides like we did yeah. last year uh we still need to do that this year too <laughs> like it's, we, it's been so hot it's been it's, absolutely it's hot been, in utah if I, you I don't think we're gonna be able to do it till like maybe mid or late september probably right. well probably yeah. not till i get back from, yeah yeah at least like i could see like mid-september and stuff yeah. once it drops down to like the 80s and 70s i think we'll be okay yeah because it's up in the mountains but we did a group ride last year yeah um uh starting in well i guess we, we met in pineview up near up in near, close to ogden yeah for those of you that are not in utah it's, this is just like 40 minutes north of salt lake yeah um yeah we took the this like wonderful beautiful back road as a there was like what four of us yeah yeah it yeah. was four of us you know we get riding and um you know it, it, it was just nice i would i wish calm systems and we've talked about those being yeah. the bane of our existence um for groups <laughs> but i wish we could pair all our calm systems together but even mm. then just riding in the group seeing your buddies um you're all having a good time together yeah and once you stop you're like oh did you see that or did you see you know like yeah. um and i think this way i remember on that ride we've <laughs> like i think we stopped a couple of times because uh i think me and um i think it was eric uh we had to both like put on our oh yeah windproof front liners and, sc- and stuff because it got it got way cooler than it, we thought it was gonna be this was this was like it was still september i think it was late september so yeah. the leaves are already starting to churn yeah, but we got that weird cold like that. front. And- yeah, and it was like 50 degrees up in the mountains. I was like, oh, hold on, guys. I need to I need to stop here for a second because it's cold. I'm getting a little chilly, and uh, I need my little windproof liner in. <laughs> Those and- freaking, uh, I remember being so cold because we stopped in Bear Lake to eat, too. Yeah. And all of us, I think we were all pretty cold. And, like, even sitting down inside the building, we we ate, and finally we're like, oh, we're ready. It's so much better, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what was the longest solo ride you've done, like by yourself? Ooh, solo. I think I went uh, out to Eureka by myself once or twice. I think that's Where's probably. That? Oh no, the longest one I did. No, I take that back. Uh, that's where that gas station is. Oh okay, um, right, right, right. Uh, and for those who don't know, there's this like iconic abandoned gas station out in this little Sinclair, Utah Sinclair. middle of nowhere. Google it. Yeah, Google it. Utah Sinclair <laughs> uh, Eureka, but um. But no, I actually take that back. I actually rode to Logan, my hometown, uh, by myself. Okay. That was about a, it's about a two hour drive. From here. Okay. Yeah. Ride, I guess I should say. Um, but yeah, I mean, basically I, I was meeting some friends there so that people knew I was expected and yeah. Then, yeah. And then same thing when I was heading home, you know, from there, but it was really nice. It was like a good, like just time to be in my own head, but focused on something. Yeah. You know, it's, that's how I feel. It's like motorcycles, like almost like meditating, but like, you're not zoned out. You're, you're, you're very active. You're very yeah. active. About yeah. It. But it's, 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 it's cathartic. The right yeah. word. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> yeah. is. It kind of is. Yeah. It so, really is. So it is nice having like that space and everything from there. Yeah. And, um, the longest, uh, solo ride I did was back on my Honda. I haven't done, I don't think I've done a solo ride as long since, <laughs> But I basically did a full loop up to Bear Lake, which is about like two hours from where I live, yeah. two and a half hours. But then I continued past that um, into Idaho, and I forget what the town is. I think it's Montpelier, Idaho. So it's like oh yeah, no, right there, like not right across the border. It's a pretty good bit into the border, 
and I cut across to Lava Hot Springs and then rode down on That's the freeway back. And that was actually like the same week that I f- first got my Cardo, my comp, so I could oh. actually like listen to music. Yeah. Which <laughs> makes a world of difference if you're riding by yourself. Being able to like listen to some music, uh, or even like take a phone call and stuff while riding, it helps out a ton. Yeah. And it helps like kind of block the wind a little bit more, wear earplugs. Uh, yeah it blocks the wind a bit more and kind of like so you have music going you're just kind of vibing and driving like riding along the way but doing that ride on the cb500 was <laughs> it was kind of brutal yeah because especially bet. going back on the freeway i was just that thing was ringed out full like well, when we, we did our first ride together to bear lake i was on that rebel and you know yeah. i love the bike but man it was it's rough for a, it's rough especially once you hit a higher dis- speed for a long distance mm-hmm. one it's uh I do remember on your Rebel, too, like, your rear suspension had such short travel. And yeah. We rode up to this, like, cave that's near there on <laughs> yeah. this twisty road. And it's kind of a, one of those roads that has a lot of random bumps around it. And I remember every few seconds I would just hear you, like, ow. Yeah. Ow. My, ow. Tails, my tailbone is a little sore for a day <laughs> yeah. or two after. But, uh, just, but, that, but see, that's, that's the nice thing with riding in a group or with a friend, too, is, like, you know, no one else could, no one could have witnessed that. And it's, that's, no. that was pretty miserable yeah. and funny. So. Yeah. And or you, you have good your, stories to tell. Have you put oh, uh, the sheep? Have you? Uh, no. See, no, no one would have seen that except for your your GoPro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, did we talk about that on the podcast? I don't know if we have before. or not. I think we mentioned. Uh, I it. almost hit a sheep. Yeah, I think we did mention. You it did once. hit a sheep. Yeah, I I hit a sheep with my boot. Yeah, it missed the bike, <laughs> and I missed most of the sheep. My boot was the only. He, you, know, you kicked the living shit out of that sheep at yeah, I what, did. 50 miles an hour. <laughs> I really hope it's okay. It got up. I it's know. fine. Yeah, I, I saw it. Sheep are resilient. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it, ran out, it ran out right in front of me, so I did my best to yeah. avoid it. And thankfully, I did because if it was a second, if I was a second too slow or the sheep was a second too fast, then I would have <laughs> ran right, right into it. Maybe if we're lucky, Gleb will uh, put that video up on the Instagram yeah, the threads yeah. <laughs> for the podcast. Yep. And, uh, yeah, we wouldn't be able to capture that. Yeah, yeah see, I was an eyewitness to that. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. And when when we do group rides, we always stop. At, yeah, stop and take pictures and just hang out. And it's one of my one of the funniest things and one of the things I love a lot is we've all like we generally ride with the same group of people. Like they all, we've all seen their bikes. They all had the same bikes for a while now. I mean, a couple of them might get like a new one here and there but we usually see what they look like. But I love it because every time we still stop after a group ride, we always walking around checking yeah. out each other's bikes. Like we like it's the first time seeing them. Yeah, just like I've pre- seen your bike a million times. Yeah. And I'm still like, man, that's such a nice looking bike. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, it's just like in our, for our, uh, our group is like, we started out as like a triumph group, but then we're like, you know, we, we meet some really cool people who don't have triumphs. And like, we're just like, you know what? Just, if they're good people, let them in. Yeah. Like, now it's not so we're, we're not going to motorcycle group. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, you know, yeah. Like, what, one nice thing too, with this, like meeting like a group like, like ours is, you know, like you get some more insight into the different types of bikes. Like, you know, you know, with, um, we had, you know, when Carl was with us or when, uh, and with Emerson Struxton, yeah. it's just like, you know, like you can, you get to pick their brain a little bit about the bikes. Yeah. You know, um, there's a little bit more, customized they've done some work to them and things like yeah, that just or just cool. like oh you look oh that's a nice bike that'd be really cool and they tell you yeah. like, what they like what they don't like about it yeah um, and I, I do love that <laughs> and it's kind of funny because in our group we have like basically the whole triumph uh uh not the whole lineup but 
basically every like frame that they have. Oh, we yeah. We have the tiger. We have your scrambler. We have several bonnies. Yeah. And we have the street triple. The Thruxton. Yeah. Uh, the Thruxton. Now we have the street triple. So we have their full like, <laughs> you know, their adventure frame, their bonnie frame, and their yeah. street street frames. Uh, maybe one day our entire group will just have the full triumph lineup. I know, right? We need a, we need someone with a bobber. Yeah, we need someone with a bobber. We need someone with a T one rocket three, a rocket three, and the big the big G the big uh the big tiger. Oh yeah, the yeah. hundred. <laughs> no, but uh, I feel like this episode's kind of all over the place, but that's okay. No, I mean we're talking about the group rides and yeah. stuff. You know, like um, uh, this one was going to be kind of more relaxed anyway, just yeah. not so structured, I guess. Um, um, I guess one thing we can mention and talk about is uh how would how would you go do you have any advice for people that are wanting to plan a group ride like they know some motorcyclists maybe they haven't um really like done the group ride before maybe they want to involve a bigger group yeah um for if you're looking to host like a group ride or something um first of all know where you're gonna go (laughs) figure out a good route um i would in my experience, after having done it a little bit, um, f- try and find a route with little to no stoplights. That'll be that'll make things less complicated, mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure. Um, weather, check the weather. <laughs> check the weather. Oh uh, yeah, we've had a few times where we've been caught in some rain. <laughs> so, that's true. <laughs> boy, that, yeah. Um, I'd say those are the big things. Like know where you want to go, figure out how you're going to get there, and like yeah, you know, make sure you're looking out for routes and traffic and road conditions and stoplights yeah maybe i already said that but <laughs> you know um i um, think and this like doesn't involve the writing itself but generally we get food right i like to oh, also yeah. like pick out the places like oh hey maybe we can start here at this coffee shop and then here and here at this yeah. like bar or restaurant and that's typically we, we'll either meet at like a park or some meet we'll have a meeting point with yep. a set time you know we'll say like show up around this time kickstands up at this time so people just kind of know um and then say like well this is where we're gonna go um screenshots of a google map just like yeah. this is a route we're taking um you know and sometimes if, if people they, it's happened in our group too it's like oh actually there's com- there's construction here or there's, yeah there's something yeah, going on. yeah generally like we'll make you aware of if there's like like oh let's not do that road because there's some stuff yeah. going on there yeah so that those are what I would say. But what about you? Um, pretty much the same thing. I haven't done like too many, too many planned rides. I think the Bear Lake ride last year. I think I kind of planned that one and stuff, and I just told people where to meet up and then the route. And I think I was kind of the group lead on that. And usually, yeah. I feel like if it's someone that planned the ride, then they kind of end up leading the group. But if yeah. you trust someone else to lead more and they know they know where you're going, then by all means, like. That's I think do that's have, fine too. Do you have like a <clears throat> a least favorite position in a group? Um, no, not necessarily. I okay. kind of I'm kind of okay being like all over the place. I don't always like being the first one. Yeah, and being the leader, but for some reason I always kind of <laughs> end up up there anyways. But no, for the most part, I think I'm I'm pretty much good wherever. Yeah. See, I don't really like to lead. I I just don't. Cause you know, we say it all the time, ride your own ride. But then like, if I'm leading, it's like, Oh, is everyone with us? I'm checking my mirrors. Yeah. Or, you know, or like, um, with the whole light thing. Yeah. You know? So it's, so for me, it's just kind of like, it's not my favorite. I can do it. I don't like, I will do it, but I just, it's, just, it's not my, my preferred. I, I like yeah. to be in the back, just kind of keep an eye on everything. And that's good. Yeah. Um, I like that. 
yeah, yeah, near the back or like back middle. Yeah. You know, so. And I think if you do have like newer riders in the group and stuff, it's good to keep them uh, either up front or between the group. So you mm-hmm. kind of, you know, make sure they don't fall behind, but also, you know, so they know yeah. where to go. And I wouldn't put, I wouldn't well. put like a new rider in the lead, but yeah. No, like, not in the lead. No. Uh, put them up like near the front or in the middle where they're, yeah. yeah. But again, you're, you are staggered. So you got one, you got a rider here, a rider here. Uh, sorry, audio listeners. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, so you're not right next to them. You're trailing a bit yep. behind them with some space cushion. So if they have to swerve, you can still slow down. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So And the bigger the ride, the more complicated it gets. Because we've done, like, the DGR <laughs> earlier this year. That was the biggest group ride I've ever been on. And yeah. it was a little intimidating being around so many different <laughs> motorcyclists. And, and that probably one, people you don't know. Yeah, and that one, there was no way you could do staggered on a ride that big. Because there was, like over a hundred people on that yeah i mean it's just a train of motorcycle it's a motorcade it basically so you're kind of just trying to ride all in the same motion but that one you if it's a group ride like that if you're doing your ride like 100 people or more you have to be hyper aware of everyone around you and what's going on and make sure that you're not like too close too far make sure you're not stopping too close to the bike in front of you and i've you know so for next year i've done enough rides now that i feel comfortable like volunteering um, I, I forget what the positions are called, but, um, but I think like we're getting back to the DGR, but I think yeah. with, with like relating to group sizes too, like with that less, this last year's event, even the one before then, um, it was huge. So I think it's getting to the point, like we're going to have to involve some sort of traffic control. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think not, not ourselves, like talk to city officials, yeah. plan, have an event planned. Yeah. I think, uh, I think for this, the amount of people we had, this year i i think i would have definitely felt more comfortable if we didn't have to like worry too much about like red lights and things like that because the group did end up kind of end up kind of like all over the place yeah and uh if you know there was at least that's just gonna happen with a large group so like you know someone invites you to a ride and this is gonna go back to like you know kind of vet your ride a little bit it's like yeah if you know see how many people are gonna go like is it a big major event like what kind of writing or is going to be done there you yeah know, like um i think dgr is probably like one of the only events where i'll go to if it's going to be like hundreds of people yeah you know <laughs> so. yeah i i'm more on the side of where i prefer like our small little group of like yeah. 10 or less people or even like six max yeah. is usually the, the amount that shows up and uh because we all we and all know we, each other we yeah. all understand each other and i, I think I, don't know, I would guess we're may- maybe in the minority there because you do have a, like a lot of big groups that yeah. go out and do stuff. Yeah, but... we have plenty of like local groups. Like we have the youth, local Triumph group. Yeah, that they do like the Ducati long weekend weekend rides. Yeah. Ducati club. Uh, even uh, Eurosports Utah. They they plan their annual like oh, spring yeah. and fall rides and stuff. Where yeah, see something like that, I'd probably be okay with. Yeah, um, where it's like more officially sanctioned and yeah. organized versus just like a loose ragtag group of people be like let's all get together and have a ride it's like if two dudes with a podcast just like wanted to host a ride or something yeah we, we don't have any yeah. like poll or say no, in that. so no. it's like you know we, we it's, would... it's actually like an organized thing yeah exactly <laughs> so uh so yeah that's that's pretty much it and when it comes to solo rides just to kind of summarize you know let people know where you're going uh still ride your own ride but mm-hmm. also solo rides can be super relaxing and uh i'm i'm one of those people where i don't always care to wait for someone to like either invite me or agree to go do something with me and this is not just for motorcycling listen like 
hiking traveling snowboarding anything like that is i'll mention to people oh yeah i went by on the hike by myself and they're like you went by yourself like isn't that scary i'm like no like it's not scary i know the area pretty well yeah first of all and i'm i feel like i i'm fairly cautious while i'm hiking and riding a motorcycle oh, and alone time like is that. nice i like being yeah alone, alone time so. is good but also like i feel like if you constantly wait for someone to come with you to do things you'll do significantly less things yeah. because people have their own schedules they have their own lives and sometimes they're not always available and i'm not a person that sits at home uh by myself for too long without getting too antsy so i'm like i i, I want to go do this thing and i'm just gonna go do it <laughs> yeah no I, that, yeah that's how i kind of yeah and with that too most of the time um but like that I, I, my, my thoughts keep slipping on me today <laughs> and it's one of those days man yeah uh no i would it's um the heat. it's the heat yeah so <laughs> um i'm just getting heated not being able to ride though that's the problem so. yeah um but no the what if you are a new rider and you have a friend who rides, you know, if you, if you trust them, um, to kind of show you a few things and, and they can keep an eye on you a little bit. Oh yeah. That's, um, that's great. Yeah. I think riding with a friend or just two people is excellent way to go. Cause it's a little less coordination. It's a little less, uh, like trying to figure yeah. things out. It's more like, Hey, you want to go on the ride? Yeah, sure. Well, and if and it's someone, you know, well, then they kind of understand like, okay, this person likes to take frequent breaks. or this person, me, likes to take lots of pictures and takes freaking long amount of time. Yeah. Uh, things like that. But yeah. Um, and, but basically I was going to go with that too, is like uh, working your way into a group is a nice thing to do. Like start with a friend yeah. and that way you can become more conscious of like group of like writer spacing, group um, you know, like, or if you have to swerve like that, you know, you know, uh, you know, if, if, if we're writing together that I'm not, and you have to like swerve or something that I'm not right up on, on you and yeah. you know, so we have, Plenty of space, give each other yeah, plenty so like, of space and so stuff. So it, it takes like that, you have to be, have that awareness for yourself, you know, yeah. as a writer, but then also like, you also have to have like a basic level of trust for the other people in your yeah, group ride. that's true. So That's very true. Um, so that's why and, it's good to clarify all that, like all that safety stuff no, beforehand. I agree. Um, again, like, we, we've been riding with the same people for so long. Yeah, we kind of just all understand we, each other. We just kind of know. I think everyone about. in the group just assumes I'm going to end up taking a selfie of everyone yeah. at the <laughs> end of the ride or somewhere between, somewhere during the ride and stuff. Yeah. No, <laughs> uh, but it can really, um, I, when we're saying, uh, you know, solo versus group, like I, I think group from, in, for me always wins because it's always, uh, not always, but what's, what's been really nice for me is that like, you know, I'm going to be moving soon. Yeah. And I, and I had looked of moving out of the Valley and everything like that, but by having this motorcycle group, like this is my community now. You yeah. Know? It's like, I don't yeah, want to leave that. You know, I, be, I don't want to be far away from it. Yeah. So, you know, um, that's just part of motorcycling. That's why it's so cool. You like, you get to meet people you probably would never meet. Yeah. Um, learn, learn about their bikes, uh, their experiences, share, uh, share your experiences with them. Yeah. Just make some good connections yeah. and friendships. So. Uh, one thing I will say, like, if you do have like a riding buddy or maybe you're lucky enough to have a partner that rides or significant other that rides and stuff, get comms. Yeah, <laughs> it's get so comms. nice to be able to talk yeah. while riding instead of just like, yeah, what are we doing? Throw, throwing some hand signals out. <laughs> yeah. Comms. Like, again, we could probably talk about comms. Like, we if should you want, do a if full you want episode to, if, on comms. If you guys want to hear me complain for an hour about comms, then we can do we that. We can 100% <laughs> do that. You know what? We're going to do that because it's our podcast and we can do whatever the I'm, hell we want. I'm thinking <laughs> that we, uh, like, in our group, we should institute, like, a Cardo-only rule. Cardo all the way, baby. But wait till I like, have money to buy yeah. a Cardo. <laughs> so, but, like, 
You're like, no way, me first, yeah. and then everyone else. <laughs> Rules for thee, not for me. Yep. <laughs> so. No, I agree. Like, it'd be nice if uh, Cardo and uh, Senna could just play nice together and just have a common like group or mesh network and stuff. So, because not everyone's gonna buy have, buy the same device. They all come yeah. in different price ranges. Some helmets come with one. Maybe there's a special deal. Oh, my helmet was built specifically for one type of Senna. Yeah. So. And it's just kind of. Uh, ridiculous that these manufacturers haven't like just opened up their stuff to make it easier yeah. and maybe have some other features to make them so if you know any entre- that's a whole different yeah. episode if you know any entrepreneurs um you know there, there, the there's bill electronics yeah <laughs> there's a there's i would say there's a good market out there for people that want a more streamlined user-friendly comm system for motorcycle helmets which then you also have to buy and it'll be its own system because the other two <laughs> won't open up to a new system yeah well, I think we should get royalties for the idea. I mean, so like, we should patent it. We should patent it. We should patent yeah. it. <laughs> patent pending. Yeah, I'll uh, TDT motorcycles. You I'll, heard it here first, folks. I'll learn. Uh, <laughs> I'll learn about electronics. Guys, okay, so. sounds good. You, you let me know how that goes while I'm on yeah. vacation. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Gleb's gonna be gone for a little bit. We our schedule yeah. shouldn't be thrown off though. I don't think. No, no, it should um, be fine. I should be back in time for us to record next episode because I'm going to Ireland, y'all. Yep. And I'm very excited for it. I'll. <laughs> Take pictures of motorcycles that I see there. <laughs> you should rent a motorcycle. I uh, I wish, but it's it's so expensive. Yeah, it is unfortunately very expensive because I did look into that and uh, compared to renting a car or something, it's significantly more money oh, I bet. and way more of a hassle. So I'm like, unfortunately, I can't. All right. Well, uh, maybe after I drop my car off, maybe I can borrow one for a day. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they have like rideshare there or something. Maybe you can try one out for a day. Right. But. So. Anyways, I think that that's all I really that's had. Pretty much um, all we talked about. So this is kind of a loose episode. It's kind of like a last minute planning, but hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Hopefully it gave you some uh, decent idea about what it's like to ride in the group versus mm-hmm. what it's like to ride solo. And people have their preferences. I enjoy both. I really enjoy my uh, solo yeah. time, but I also love catching up with friends no, I, and riding yeah. in the group. I I enjoy my solo time, but like what I've gained but by having a motorcycle community with these awesome people and friends yeah. now is that it's. Just, it, it's great it's, it's, it's so good it's enhanced my motorcycling yeah. experience a lot of it for me is not even about the motorcycles itself no it's, it's about the people it's the people yeah. because the real joy of motorcycling is the friends we make along the way <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyways thank you so much for listening uh once again if you are looking to buy motorcycle gear so you can stay safe on your group rides be sure to use our revzilla affiliate link which is in the description of all of our episodes and our podcast description so um use that we'll get a little bit of kickback and it doesn't cost anything extra for you it just helps us out helps out the podcast and once again uh feel free to email us at tdtmotorcycles at gmail.com for any uh topic suggestions feedback share your ride stories share uh show us pictures of your bike and yeah please actually show us pictures of your bikes we love to see bikes yeah so or if you just want to we can start like putting those in yeah yeah that's true so (laughs) so yeah feel free to email us or you know message us on social media uh anyways thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you next time bye